Tanya Walker is a successful Toronto lawyer. After working for a firm for several years, she opened up her own firm and has never looked back. Since then, she's won multiple business and legal awards. In our interview, Tanya shares the fact that she's always known her value and how she's used tools like mentorship to help to set herself up for success. I think you're going to learn a lot from the interview with Tanya. Check it out. I'm very excited this afternoon to have Tanya Walker as our guest at My Lemonade Stand. So Tanya is a lawyer who has also has a commerce degree. And after working in the corporate world, she got her law degree and practiced for two law firms before opening up her own successful practice, Walker Law, which specializes in commercial litigation. Then in 2016, Tanya became the first Black elected female bencher from Toronto on the Law Society of Ontario in its 225-year history. She's also won several legal as well as business awards. And as I researched Tanya's story, um, I found a number of successful strategies that she's employed in her life um, that's been helpful to her professionally that I think is going to be really useful to the folks who listen to My Lemonade Stand. So I'm very happy to have you this afternoon. So welcome, Tanya. Thank you for having me and congratulations, Dion. Thank you. So we have a number of topics that we want to cover. So let's just jump right into things. And the topic that I wanted to cover off on first has to do with mentorship. So you've been really effective in intentionally um, finding mentors for various parts of your life. Um, And I think that that's played a a big role in in your professional growth. So what I wanted you to do is basically like share with us, how do you go about approaching um, mentors and how have they specifically helped you as you've grown as a professional? Sure. So how you usually, how I've approached mentors is that I recognize that there are tons of people who want you know, that one specific mentor. And then, so I have to stand out from everyone else. And usually mentors may be drawn to help me because a part of me reminds them of themselves. So that it showed, for me, it was consistency. So one of my mentors, um, he saw me at the gym, like on the treadmill, I don't know, 6.30 in the morning for a year or two. And then he said, you start chatting with me a little bit more. I'm like, would you like to mentor me? Are you interested in mentoring me? But it took consistent like interactions with him for him to feel convinced that I should be a mentor, even a champion, which is like one level up. They, they're, those are the people that not only mentor you, but tell everybody that in the world about you. Um, And so I think it's important uh, for us in the sense, the world that we feel sometimes a sense of entitlement that we don't, we are not owed anything from anyone. No one has to mentor us. We have to kind of sell ourselves and demonstrate to someone why they should mentor us, why they should believe in us. And so the first mentor that I can remember is when um, I was involved in the internship program after third year of uh, my commerce degree at McMaster. And I worked at Celestica for six months and I was assigned a mentor. And I thought to myself, what do I, what do I need a mentor for? I know everything. I'm like, I don't know, 23, 24 years old. And so that mentor that was assigned to me just taught me something really small, which is um, he's like, he made a remark about liking a banana muffin and I was invited to a meeting. So I said, I'm going to bring a banana muffin for him. And, um, I didn't know that wasn't appropriate. And then he said, well, if you happen to be taking the banana muffin to your desk for yourself, that's okay. But if you're taking a muffin for someone who wasn't even invited to the meeting, that's why they're going to look at you kind of weird. And I thought to myself, my goodness, I don't know anything. Um, I did not learn this in any class I took during this commerce degree. So I realized that I have to learn from someone the practical experience of working in the workforce and having many hats being 
at that time younger and black and female, there are other things, nuances that I may not even be aware of and how to deal with it. And it's very important. It saves a lot of time and, and headache if you learn from someone who's had to deal with those things and they can kind of teach you how to deal with those situations if they happen to you. Totally, because that's not something that you would typically think about. And this is something with someone with that perspective to be able to be able to take a step back and look at the bigger picture. Um, so you don't have to learn trial by error all the time. You can actually learn from the wisdom of, of others. But also, I think it's important, too, that you had the um, what do you call it? The maturity to know and the humility to know that you needed a mentor, because, yes, sometimes we think that we're super smart. You get into a situation, as you were just describing, but really understanding that there is more to learn than just the technical skills that are required. So so that's great. Um, the other the other aspect of your career that came out um, is that in, in one of your um, interviews, I heard you talking about the fact that at one point when you were working for one of the law firms, you were one of the most um, successful law um sorry, lawyers within the firm, and you didn't feel that the respect that you were getting within the firm was um, was on par with what you should, given the contribution that you were making. And it's so often easy for us, when we get those messages, and we're working really hard and doing really well, to kind of question ourselves, maybe question our value, question our accomplishments, and also definitely questioning our potential within the industry or the role or what have you. But what I thought was really interesting um, in terms of what you shared is the fact that you had that supportive, you had a supportive sounding board to be able to have that perspective that, no, it's not you. So I just wanted to talk a little bit. I know that for you, it's your parents, but I want to talk a little bit about, you know, how that confidence has really helped you and being able to have that perspective when you've had those experiences in your career. Well, I mean, with my parents, my my father always just wanted us to my sister and I to think outside of the box and realize there's no, aren't any limitations. And if we work really hard for something, we're entitled to reap the rewards. And my mother always encouraged entrepreneurship, like joining boards and associations. I remember joining the Rotary Club when I was in law school, attending dinners and galas, and my mother would be my date. And, and she was just so supportive. And she would, she would actually thank my mentors and say, thank you for supporting our, my daughter. Like you're giving her something that we can't. So thank you so much. And she also mentioned to me, Tanya, you're not being treated very well and you're the highest biller at the firm. You're bringing in work. You're doing the golf thing. You're playing golf. You're going to dinners. You're doing everything you're supposed to do. And you're not, they, they just don't see you as your, your equal. You really should just get out and open up your own business. And so it was really, um, I really am grateful that my parents inspired that level of confidence in me, not, you know, there's a fine line between kind of confidence and being kind of arrogant or cocky, but mm -hmm. the confidence in, in me to say, you know, if you are, doing the work and you're not being recognized, maybe it's just time to go else, elsewhere. But before doing that, I did try to solve the problem. Like I did speak with senior partners. I did explain, you know, I feel a little lonely when you guys go out for drinks after work or go out for lunch and I'm not invited. You know, I, I, I tried my hardest to, to work things out before I just, I left um, because some people may not recognize it or appreciate it. Some people might think it's okay. You're at this level and you're fine at this level and you don't want to move up. Some people may not necessarily see me as being amb as ambitious as I, I am. So I think it's a communication is very important. And then if communication breaks down um, or you just feel like you're not being heard, then it's time to seek opportunities elsewhere will you, where your efforts will be recognized. Yes, definitely. So it is about really, um, again, you're, you're entirely correct where sometimes people are unintentionally doing those things and they don't recognize it. So giving them an opportunity. But again, once you've given them the opportunity, it's like, okay, now what? 
but when you're talking about the um what do you call it where that confidence um, um can also be a little bit arrogant but when you balance that out by the fact that you already spoke about the fact that you seek mentors so you know that there's more for you to learn so they kind of balance each other out and i guess for folks i mean being fortunate in terms of having supportive parents, I have very supportive parents as well. Not everybody um, has that network at home, but then seeking a network like that, because I think it is very important for us to have that supportive network of someone who you can kind of rely on to be that, you know, to balance off, be a sounding board. So that's, that sounds like it's great. And it's also built your confidence because that's definitely a big theme, I think, in your entire um, career in terms of the confidence. So one thing I absolutely had to ask you about, um, because I know like it took forever for us to even book this interview because you're busy (laughs) and you work very long hours. And especially when you're in trials as well, you'd mentioned that that's a very time intensive period as well. But again, law is your passion, right? So yes, it's the intense hours, but this is also I'm doing what I love to do. And on top of that, this is my own firm as well that I'm working for. So myself as well, I probably don't work as many hours as you do, but that is pretty much my theme as well for my whole career. And for the most part, I enjoy the stuff that I do as well. Not everything, like paperwork will kill me, but um, I enjoy most of it. And I find that a lot of times people, like if they hear me working on a Sunday afternoon, it's like, there's like pity, like, oh, I feel so badly for you. And the way I always look at it is there's so many people who are looking for their passion and for us to kind of have it, that's not something to be, um, you know, to, you don't need to pity us for that. So what I wanted to talk to you about is just like, how do you manage that? Um, and as well, I, I can't miss the fact that we're also moms. So that brings another layer on top of that as well. So how do you manage that? How do you navigate it? Do you find that sometimes, you know, you do get the comments about the amount of um, time at work? And also, how do you take care of yourself? Because that's how we're able to work these long hours um, and be as dedicated is because we also balance it out by by taking care of ourselves. So that's a very, very long-winded question. <laughs> There's a lot in there. But if you just wanted to share kind of like what your experience is and how you navigate those pieces. Sure. I mean, I could start off with an example. A client, um, an older male client said to me on a Sunday afternoon when I was working on his file, you know please go thank your husband for allowing you to work today. And I just thought to myself, um, the way the gender roles are typically in society, I, I, it just doesn't work with who I am. And so people may not recognize that. So I think, I mean, the way that I deal with um, working, the, the hours that I have to work, and I love what I do, I can't see myself doing anything else, is that I surround myself, again, with support, with supportive people. My husband's very supportive. My parents are very supportive. Um, and uh, if you're not supportive, it, it would be difficult for me to have you like in my circle. Um, I think it's also another thing is about um, recognizing the gender norms in our society and not feeling guilty for not um, meeting those norms. It's, it's, there's nothing wrong with it. Um, but you, you and your partner, you and your household should define your own roles and see if you guys can stick with it. Um, but I don't think you should feel guilty for doing something that you really enjoy. Um, I think um, in terms of uh, how I kind of do it all, I I think it's very important to have self-care, love yourself. Uh, You can't expect someone else to make up for something you lack. Like if you're not happy, you're not necessarily going to find someone to fulfill your happiness when you should find that in yourself. Mm -hmm. Um, And sometimes there's too much of a dependency on, on, on that. 
Um, but I think self-love is very important and self-care. So if you take time out for yourself, um, you, and you take care of yourself then you can take care of the tons of other things that you have to take care of. So that could be, it, it's difficult, especially, um, I remember when I opened the business, it was really difficult, but trying to get enough sleep, trying to get exercise, um, you know, if you take time off to really unwind, try to really unwind and, and just stay away from it all. Um, try and even just take a few minutes a day for yourself. Like I drive into the office, my physical office, I'm here once a, at least once a week and today is freezing. It's like minus 17. And I just thought, you know what, I just need a little break. And so I went and I got my lunch. I walked, I didn't walk in the path. I walked above ground. It was like 10, 15 minutes, but it was, felt really cold, but it was just nice. Like to, to have that 10, 15 minutes to myself just to walk and get my lunch. Um, and to me, that's part of self-care, just taking a break from it all and knowing when you, you know, you're at your, your max or when you just need, you just need to take a break and come back and recharged. And then you could be more productive. So I think, um, those, that's what I do in terms of, um, being able to do what I do without worried about the guilt and also being able to have enough fuel in my engine to keep going. Mm -hmm. Totally. So, and I also see them linking together. So for example, in the beginning, when you were talking about the fact that the, you know, the, the traditional gender roles and not really caring about that. And it's like, okay, here, this is kind of just the way that I'm built. So again, that to me goes back to the confidence. And I know that you've talked a lot about how confidence has been instilled in you through a lot of experience you've, experiences you've had with your family growing up. So and how important that is. And that's where you also have supportive people that we talked about before, where who would tell you, you know, to reinforce and be supportive um, around that. And then the other thing too, just from my experience with mentors as well, is with some of those types of things as well, that's when mentors really come into play because they have the perspective, right? So when you might be questioning something, this is where your mentors are able to give you that perspective, share with you what their experience has been and how they manage it. And it gives you, you know, a broader perspective on some of those challenges. So yes, so it's kind of like all going full circle and coming together. Um, the other question I did want to talk to you about is I know that you're very, because again, you also, we're talking about you as a professional, but you're also a business owner. So you have a team of professionals who work for you. And that's, that's a skill set in and of itself as well, managing people, um, building your team, managing your team, engaging your team. And I know that you're very committed to um, having a very great culture. So I just wanted to talk a little bit about, you know, why that's so important to you and what are some of the strategies that you employ within your organization um, to be able to foster like high engagement? Well, one is um, my mentality. I don't actually think of the team as working for me. I think of the team as working with me. Um, you need different components of the team. Like a, I, don't, I, I like basketball. You need different, you need the guard, point guard, you need the forward, you need everyone working together to, to win. You can't just have a star, one star player. It, it doesn't often work out that well. It's just one star pay, player. So um, I think it's changing the mentality. Um, if you are in that, that position of leading a team um, and appreciation for your team, um, a, a thank you goes a long way or just listening um, to their concerns or their issues, um, especially now because everyone's working remotely and has been for quite some time. And Sometimes it doesn't hurt to pick up the phone and before you start talking about that particular matter to say, how are you? How was your weekend or any plans for your weekend? We're such, we're in this world that we're so fast paced that we don't always realize or appreciate, you know, someone may have something else going on and that may affect that person's performance. Maybe I need to suggest to that person, they need to take a mental health day because 
um, you know, they, there's a lot going on personally, but if you don't get to know your team and show the appreciation for your team, you probably won't know this. Um, I like consensus building in terms of making fundamental decisions. We do a lot of surveys um, and, you know, 360 degree surveys or, you know, who wants to work remotely permanently. I thought everyone was a, like me. They said, okay, I'll be home for a few weeks. And then I get the survey back and like 80% of the people say, you know, I want to continue to work from home and I'm actually working harder now, Tanya, because I don't want you to tell me to come back. So um, it's it's great to get that consensus and that understanding. And with the surveys, they're so helpful. I don't even have the password. Someone else distribute, distributes the survey and sends it to me and I just get the summary of the answers. So I think the team also is happy that they're, the answers are anonymous because I don't know who's actually said what unless we um, plan the survey that way. So we it's just investing a lot of time in your team, showing that you care, actually care, don't pretend because people will be able to tell and um, just show gratitude and appreciation because you wouldn't be able to do what you do if other people didn't help you do what they do. Yeah, and I think you were also sharing the fact that as well, some of the the benefits, of course, is just being a good person, right? You wanted to have that positive environment, but over and above it, as a business owner, this is where you get things like loyal employees. You're not, you know, recruiting people constantly because, you know, they don't want to stick around and they want to go someplace else. And also it sounds like from the engagement, um, just having better ideas. Like when people know that their voice is heard, it's not just, you know, certain people at the top, the more senior people are the ones who have a voice that everybody has a voice. I could imagine how all of that kind of factors into it being a more collaborative, um, empowered, um, engaging environment. So yes, yeah. and also, sorry, one more thing is share the recognition. Yes. So like if I, if I, uh, and I do a TV appearances, if, if, if something is published um, and someone has helped me do the work, then I, I try to recognize them. And I should say, Marley, Annette, thank you for helping with these answers to the questions. Mm-hmm. But uh, you, it's people like to be recognized and appreciated. So it's also keeping that, but some people don't. So you have to kind of cater. Some people are very private. So you have to just kind of cater to that individual if you can. But that's where it comes back to you were talking about getting to know your staff, right? So you know the folks who won't feel comfortable with that versus the ones who are cool with it. So, so yes. So anyways, well, thank you for this. One thing I did want to mention is just the fact that, because you talked about how mentorship, I see mentorship um, forming very lots of different formats, like everything from having a traditional relationship, which is a lot of what you were talking about, to also people just being able to listen to stories and understand and learn from your story and take from it what they can use with within their um, their professional life. So this is probably also something that somebody could then watch and pull from it some of the nuggets that you shared this afternoon. So I do appreciate it. And I'm sure that the other viewers will appreciate it as well. So thank you very much. And, um, and I hope to see you next time. Thank you very much. It was great to speak with you. If you enjoyed that interview, please subscribe to my YouTube channel, My Lemonade Stand. You can also stream it off of your favorite podcast streaming platform. Looking forward to seeing you next time.